You're listening to the Inner Child Podcast. Hello, besties. This month is National Slavery and Human Trafficking Prevention Month, and I had the perfect person lined up for today. But first, I want to share a trigger warning. There are themes of sexual abuse and human trafficking today, so please listen at your own discretion and take care of yourself. Today, you're going to hear the incredible story from my client, Carlin, who is a graduate of my soulmate program. She herself is a survivor of human trafficking, and her life has come a complete 180 from when I first met her. Now, Carlin really wanted to come onto the podcast to fulfill her mission and share her words of advice for those people wanting to heal from childhood abuse or who want to support the cause against human trafficking. And to tell her story of how she went from being terrified of dating to now feeling totally empowered in her love life and true purpose. I am just so proud of her, and ugh, I just can't wait for you guys to hear this interview. Now, this month, we are also supporting Elevate Academy, which is a school who supports survivors of human trafficking to get an education and become leaders in their community. There is a link to support Elevate Academy in the show notes if you want to support the cause or send a donation. Now grab your notebook and pen, folks, and let's welcome the wonderful Carlin onto the show right after this intro. Hi, I'm Gloria Zhang, and after 10 years of struggling in toxic relationships, I attracted the love of my life by healing my inner child. This podcast is your weekly dose of my expertise as a therapist and dating relationship coach for high achievers. Learn tips to overcome low self worth, emotional baggage, and childhood trauma so that you too can step into your power and attract the love you desire. Welcome to the Inner Child Podcast. Oh my goodness. This is actually take two for an interview, but welcome back to the Inner Child Podcast, Carlin. How are you? Thank you. I am determined. I want my voice to be heard. <laughs> yes. Yeah. We were talking about how empowered you've become over the last little while. And you guys should see her right now. She is bedazzled from head to toe, <laughs> looking like a true queen. Yeah, thank you. It's my birthday, so I decided to go all out. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so I think we said before that we've been working together for about six months now, which to me feels like the time just flew by really quickly. But really watching you grow, Carlin, has been such a pleasure and a joy. For those that don't know, can you give us a snapshot of who you were? Maybe before you started to do this level of inner child work and versus now? Yeah, I love that question. So I was diagnosed with chronic PTSD and I was healing. I was doing therapy. I love my therapist, by the way, if she listens to this. She's the one actually who's encouraged me and said, hey, you need some inner child healing so that we can accelerate the healing process. I had a lot of pain that wasn't processed, and my career wasn't going the way I wanted it. I got laid off from a law firm, and I was like, okay, something's going on. I need to work on myself, or like I just had to stand back. Yes, that was sort of the tipping point for you, right? Some kind of internal cry for help that something needed to be changed. 
Yeah. Yes. And Carlin, you have such a remarkable story from when you were little and some of the things that happened to you. And I know that you wanted to share some of that today, your experience as a survivor. So whatever you're comfortable with, Carlin, can you tell us a little bit about what childhood was like for you? Yeah, absolutely. I would love to share that I'm a first generation here. My parents came from Ecuador and life was good. You know, I was a normal kid living with grandma at the time because my parents were going to college and living the famous American dream. (laughs) And then at 11 years old, I was raped and From 7 to 21 years old, I experienced being exploited. It was a lot of different types of abuse, spiritually, mentally, physically, sexually. And so I'm just really happy that I'm out and that I've been on this journey to healing. A lot of people think that it's not common or they have this picture of like human trafficking happens just to like kids at the border or kids being in cages or it happens in the boonies. And and it's like, no, this is really common. And this happens to a lot of kiddos with Mm -hmm. pedophiles out there. So that's a little bit of my story. Thank you so much for sharing that bit, Carlin. And I know that we have our own call to action together today with some messages that you do want to share afterwards for survivors or for those who are supporting survivors. Now, obviously, you know, what you experience on a big level was very inhumane. And I'm so, so grateful you were able to get out of it. But for those who don't really know, how would you describe what spiritual abuse means? For me, it means that truth is twisted. So I came out of a cult and basically I love God. That's my like spirituality and everything. But because I was young, I was very vulnerable and would listen. You know, a kid 11 year old is listening to parents and kind of just getting their belief systems from parents. And so, yeah, they would twist things like, oh, submit to authority and do what an authority says. If you don't come to church, quotation marks, then you're going to be punished by God and he will give you cancer. And at that time, you know, as a kid, I just wanted to be loved and valued and accepted. Mm -hmm. I wanted a mama and a papa. And so whatever my parental figures would say, that's what I did. Mm -hmm. And I mean, just imagining how that would affect a young child, right? Having all of these things twisted and kind of held over your head must have been so hard, Carlin. Thank you so much for sharing that. Yeah, thank you for listening. Of course. Well, let's talk about where you are today, right? Yeah. We have done so much work around reparenting little Carlin and your inner girl. And, you know, you've blended in so well with the rest of the soulmate community. Tell us what things are like for you now. Yeah, I love this part. <laughs> Not that I don't like sharing my story, but it's still like raw and vulnerable. 
So I love where I am now. I have a huge connection with my inner girl. I feel like I'm part of a community that speaks the same language, like reconnecting with who I am, like what I liked before the abuse, what I was like, what my favorite color is, my personality, like living out of the trauma. And now I've learned how to regulate my emotions, how to feel that pain of just being mistreated for so long. And now I'm just looking into the mental wellness path. Mm. I've been shaped by you, by your program, (laughs) by my therapist, by coaches. And so I see myself going that route. Oh, that's so beautiful. And how you've just bloomed, Carlin. I can't even start to put into words. You know, I think one thing I want to highlight for folks listening is Carlin has been so dedicated to the process that a lot of the time when we did have coaching calls, she was at work (laughs) and I could see her running for the exit to unmute herself and talk and then running back into the building. (laughs) And, you know, having that level of commitment, I think is really important for folks to hear because I think a lot of folks, they expect, they think that as soon as you click joining program, that it's just a magic pill, right? And then everything is fixed and changed but a lot of it is the work that you put into it. And so I'm curious to hear, how did you motivate yourself to sustain this journey together with me and with the community? Yeah, for me, I was determined when I just saw your story, like listening to your podcast before I joined your program, that you're not a victim to that 10-year cycle of toxic relationships And you gave me hope. I admire you a lot. And I just wanted what you had in your character, in your nurturing. It made sense what you were saying. Like, this is science. Like, we weren't modeled if we weren't taken care of as babies in our development stages. I don't want to say, like, not going to be successful in life, but it's harder. It's harder Mm. to thrive. And so I'm dedicated still. I'm so grateful for my job that gives me 15 minute breaks in between my jobs and an hour lunch. And so I kind of brought you guys along (laughs) at my job (laughs) and I just created space for it. I was determined I don't like to fail. I'm an overachiever. And if I've achieved a lot in my, like, I had a 4.0 GPA, I wintered in the state Senate in New York. And so if I could do that, I said, I can dedicate to myself. I can just go on this journey with myself. That's just beautiful, Carlin. (laughs) And you're going to make me tear up because it's been such an honor being your coach and really role modeling that consistency for you and everyone else. So I'm really glad to hear that, that you really connected. I look forward to it all the time. It was like, (laughs) I felt like I was in a pillow, like just being carried until Mm. I processed so much and grieved and experimented with your different tools. And Mm -hmm. so I had that space of processing with other people like me that have been 
struggling for a long time. Like I wasn't alone. And I remember talking to Coach Ashton and I remember just feeling so loved and like I belonged somewhere. Like we were all on this journey together. Like one-on-one therapy is great, but doing it as a group, it's like, oh, hey, she's struggling. He's struggling with that too. And I can pick up and learn different nuggets from different people that you're coaching as well. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's so true, right? It's like we're in this beautiful virtual village together, all yeah. of us. For those that don't know, Coach Ashton is one of our support coaches. She was on a previous episode, so you can definitely go and find that one. You touched on something that's so special, Carlin, and I would love to hear your take on it, just to give folks an idea of what that could be like. But I think for a lot of, you know, even survivors on this journey have never had the experience of being in a shared community setting where they're allowed to have these feelings and they're allowed to share their stories without shame, without judgment. Like it's okay for you to feel dysregulated and that we're still going to hold that space for you. And I'm just wondering maybe what that felt like for the first time on your journey. Yeah, absolutely. Um, For me, I remember being scared of my feelings. And then when I was able to express and sometimes even cry or laugh, I felt relief in my body. I didn't feel scared anymore. I felt like, oh, wow, this is okay. Like I can experience it. I can lean into this uncomfortable emotion and I'm not alone and it's going to pass. Like it's not going to kill me. I had this thing that I felt like I was going to die if I felt angry Mm. or if I felt rejected, I'm going to die if I lean into this pain. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's so common. Right. And now you welcome it. Yeah, now it's basically like my friend, like I've been hearing you a lot Mm -hmm. and other mentors of mine that it's like grief is your friend or like rejection is your friend. It's telling you something. And so instead of avoiding the pain, I now like a pro just lean into (laughs) it. (laughs) And I, yeah, it's beautiful what you teach. And it's beautiful to see how you've mastered it, Carlin. Thank you. I know one of the things I've had the pleasure of watching you grow through is how the way that you've approached dating and relationships seems so different, right? Even just the last few weeks, you've been able to set boundaries without the second guessing yourself. You've been able to move things through so much quickly than before. I would love to hear your thoughts on in the relationship dating area, how things have shifted for you. Well, I didn't think I would date this soon. I've been healing for four years and I think I wouldn't have experimented with that if I wasn't in a program like yours. So just because I felt accountable, I felt like I had space to come and just process. And so for me, it's been a journey because of course I'm still doing things scared, but I've learned to use my tools of like, I have this history with myself the past five months of just knowing myself that now I can go into dating with like, 
hey, no, like I actually love myself and actually know what my core values are. And I felt like you prepared me. Like I said, you're my Asian mom. Like (laughs) (laughs) everyone's Asian mom. (laughs) You get a mom and you get a mom. (laughs) You gave me like the talk and you prepared me with the tools of like, what are you looking for? Like not just any man or can have you or can do relationship with you. Like you deserve what you're looking for. The answers are within me before I would look externally of like, oh, maybe he suits me or maybe it's like aligning with someone with my values is key to like everything. (laughs) Yes. It's such a powerful shift, isn't it? From wanting to mold and shape ourselves to fit other people to now thinking, do I even like that person, right? Or do I even want that person? Just that simple switching over is just so powerful. And you've embodied that so beautifully, Carlin. I'm wondering, I think this would be helpful to talk about. Was there a moment on your healing journey that something that was so difficult that you're glad that you stuck with it and worked through it? Yeah, we talked about it recently. The concept of, I think you called it the void. The void, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've been learning and embracing that, oh, this takes place in the process when you're letting go of past people or past belief systems that were dictating my life. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like building my new identity. And it was like, huh, I'm liking this new person that I'm becoming, but it feels weird to let people that don't align go. It's hurting. Like I'm in the middle. So that was the hardest part, but normalizing it so much like, yeah, this is natural. This is supposed to happen. And so, oh, okay. Okay. (laughs) It's okay. That's a very important connection, right? which is not making any of these transitions wrong. That messy middle part that you're going through and that everyone has to go through is really uncomfortable, right? But I think having the right support system doesn't make it go by easier necessarily, but it helps us have the strength to carry on, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. I love that, Carlin. I want to kind of come back to your original story and part of how you even got here. But what do you want survivors to know? Folks who have been through similar situations as you, what do you want them to know? I just want to talk to your heart and survivor who is listening or any supporter of survivors that it's definitely hard. It's not easy, but it's so rewarding. And not doing it alone, I think, is the key for me, at least, having so much support and that it's never too late. Like if something happened to you when you were little and now you're 50, it's just never too late. You're so valuable and you deserve that time to process it, to feel it, to cry, to also comfort it mm-hmm. and not do that alone. Ah. <sighs> 
I love that message, Carlin. <laughs> Let's just sit with that for a second. Cause I know that came straight from your heart. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely want to just also honor the people, my supporters, my Casey family. Um, if it wasn't for a couple that took me in and gave me a safe place to be me, to be a mess for the first year and not judge me and unconditionally love me, then I don't know where I would be. Maybe I would have gone somewhere else to a shelter or maybe even dead. I know this is raw, but letting people into my journey has been really key. Right. Allowing yourself to receive that love. Yeah. What would you say to little Carlin who was still in that cult and maybe is in a place where she just can't see a future? What would you say to that younger Carlin? You know, I talk to my younger self. Lately, I've told her, you know, it wasn't your fault. That's huge. That wasn't your fault. And you were supposed to be protected and nurtured. And you didn't get that. But now you're getting that. And I want you to see that there is light in the other side. You still get a beautiful life, even though you went through a lot. And I hope she hears that. Thank you, Carlin. <laughs> and My so, pleasure. Carlin, who is this new identity that you're becoming? What's next for you? Yeah, I am figuring that out. It's been so much fun exploring. I've been looking into social work, my master's in social work, because I have a bachelor's in political science. I'm also part of a human trafficking program. It's free to survivors. And they're going to help me explore options like maybe write a book or a motivator speaker to educate people. There's different paths. And I love it because there's so much abundance <laughs> on the other side. And so I also share a little bit of my story and glitches of it on Instagram, anywhere that I can just keep it into just healing is kind of what I live for. That's kind of like my purpose. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> we should definitely connect about that at some point. We have a favorite human trafficking charity that we love to donate to. Might be something we can talk about at some point, Carlin. What you are bringing to the world is, is so powerful. And I think it all started by you connecting with yourself and taking care of yourself first. So Absolutely. for that, I'm so proud of you. Thank mm -hmm. you. Yes. Oh my goodness. So many emotions. <laughs> so much love. <laughs> so much love. <laughs> and as we come to the end of today, you know, where can folks find you if, if you want to put that out there? And any last words for folks listening that just need that message that it's okay to take this journey into healing? Yeah. Well, my Instagram is Carlin, K-A-R-L-I-N-E for my middle name and then Tapia, my last name, T-A-P-I-A. Then for just people who know a survivor or if someone tells you they're a survivor, I encourage you to just gain their trust and show kindness. I've experienced lately when I've shared being marginalized or like, ooh, treated like 
you're different. Like I'm different. And yeah. I'm like, no, I'm a human being and things happened to me, but it doesn't make me different. Mm-hmm. Um, right. That's so important. Well, thank you so much for agreeing to do this, Carlin. Again, just so proud of how you come in a mere six months. And I know that there, there's so much more waiting for you on, on that other side. Absolutely. Thank you for being part of my journey. And uh, thank you for sharing this space with me and for everything that you've taught me in the last months. It's my absolute pleasure. Is your trauma robbing you of the extraordinary relationship you could be having? Bestie, tell me if this sounds like you. Maybe you wind up in situationships where you don't feel loved, seen, or respected, and you let people walk all over you. Or maybe you feel so triggered with the fear of getting hurt that you end up pushing the other person away and sabotage your relationships. Or maybe you stay up all night in bed wondering, why do I struggle so much with the bare basics in love while my friends are out there having amazing relationships without breaking a sweat? My love, it's not your fault. You are not broken. You just have inner child wounds. If anyone understands, it's probably me. 200 first dates later and a dozen bad relationships, I finally cracked the code on what it really takes to go from being insecurely attached to attracting and maintaining a thriving, passionate, and secure relationship. So if you want to succeed in love, I've put together a free 60-minute workshop that gives you my three-step formula to breaking toxic patterns for good. Just go to gethealthylove.com. That's G-E-T healthylove.com. In this workshop, you'll learn how to never sabotage a relationship again, even if you have anxiety. And you'll learn how to get the secure relationship you want with the person who wants to commit to you. So if you're falling into the same patterns over and over, then you need to be at this workshop. To get instant access, go to gethealthylove.com. That's G-E-T healthylove.com. Or click on the link in the show notes. Life is hard enough, besties. Love doesn't have to be. If you love this episode, please hit subscribe and give us a five-star review. It really helps me a lot, so thank you. To join the community and get your daily dose of inner child tips, follow me on Instagram and social media at ByGloriaZang or visit ByGloriaZang.com. If you're a high achiever or entrepreneur who wants to work with me, message me the words high achiever and I'll get in touch. Thanks, bestie. See you in the next one. Thanks for tuning in, bestie. I've got something for you. If you think this show deserves a five-star review, we'll send you my free inner child starter kit as a thank you for your support, which contains exclusive wallpapers and resources for you to download. To get your kit, just upload a screenshot of your review on Apple or Spotify to my webpage, bygloriazang.com slash reviews. The link is also in the show notes. There, you can also check out my healing sessions and programs at bygloriazang.com. Make sure to subscribe to the podcast and I will meet you in the next episode. Mwah.